0: And welcome to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host. So, in today's episode, I wanted to try something a little bit different. I wanted to do a "What I watched in the month" um, kind of episode. So just something a little different. Uh, so this episode will be for June of 2023. So I'm literally recording on the last day of June. I hope everyone had a great Pride Month. I also uh, it was my birthday month too, June 15th. So I got to take a few days off work. That was nice, and you know, had a nice long weekend. So that was enjoyable. But uh, but yeah, and I got I got some movie watching in as well. Um, so. I also, part of this, uh, participated in um, a little thing that, uh, shout out to the horror queers, uh, Trace and Joe, Uh, they put up um, on Instagram and Twitter, they put up this uh, Pride Month watch calendar. So every day, and they did something like this last October that I did, and then also they're probably going to do it this October, I would think, but it's just something where they uh, give a prompt every day of a different kind of type of horror movie to watch, um, and so they asked on Instagram and Twitter, like, oh, hey, what are you going to be watching? And I decided to just go full steam ahead and, uh, and participate in that. So... Uh, I'm going to break this up in a little bit of ways. So the first part of this episode is going to be me going over what I watched for the Pride Watch uh, that I did uh, for horror queers. And then I'll talk about some of the other movies I watched that weren't a part of that. Um, and I'm going to go on my letterbox and kind of go through all that. So you're not going to get any editing in this. Probably I'm just going to like talk off the top of my head. So let's get started. All right, so day one was the prompt of Queer Best Friend, Um, and so I decided to go with a little movie called Tammy and the T-Rex from 1994, uh, which the horror queers actually have a recent episode on this, which I listened to. It was really fun. Um, This movie is uh, pretty much, uh, it's a movie with a young Denise Richards and a young Paul Walker. Uh, Pretty much, an evil scientist implants the brain of Michael, a murdered high school student, into an animatronic tyrannosaurus michael escapes wreaks havoc on the um high school tormentors who killed him and is reunited with his sweetheart tammy uh together the couple tries to elude the mad scientists and the police and find a more appropriate vessel for michael's brain so i said uh there's so there's a queer best friend in this uh named byron and I love Byron so much. I'm already in love with him. He is kind of like the stereotypical gay best friend, if you will. But actually, I think they're really good about, like, not making him the butt of the joke or anything like that. Uh, and his, his uh, character is actually pretty cool. Uh, Helga, who's, like, the assistant to the bad scientist, is also serving all the looks in this movie. So good. Uh, the guy who's the leader in Children of the Corn, the little Isaac guy, he's in here as well. Um, he gets his head down. Uh, eaten off by the t-rex so that's fun oh spoilers by the way i guess but uh yeah this movie is just so camp and it's really fun it's honestly what i crave i want it and then that also denise searchers is gay rights just in general um see this movie and also uh drop dead gorgeous but yeah queer best friend really fun uh yeah i thought this was great i'll give it four stars i also gave other recommendations so my other recommendations are freaky from 2020 Uh, which is a fun little kind of play on the Freaky Friday story directed by Christopher Landon and then Bride of Chucky, which I'll talk about in a minute, but, uh, loved me some Bride of Chucky. And it also has a little bit of a queer best friend in there too. So I thought that'd be kind of fun. Uh, so for day two, we did Queer Party. So, Queer Party, uh, I decided to watch a little something called uh, Midnight Kiss from 2019, which is on Hulu. Um, and this movie, pretty much, it's a group of young uh, gay friends head to Palm Springs to ring in the new year. Um, tings, things take a terrifying turn as the friends all search for someone to kiss at midnight, and they invite a killer into their midst. Uh, now, I thought this movie was like aggressively fine. Uh, I don't think I'd watch it again, though. It's part the into the dark series uh on hulu which they did different holidays and different like horror things with it um pilgrim is actually one of them which apparently pilgrim is really good so maybe go check that out but midnight kiss it's like a new year's eve thing and i just i it was aggressively okay uh Fun fact, if you've watched White Lotus, uh, Lucas Gage, who played, uh, one of the people in the first season, uh, one of the staff members, he's in this, um, and then also, uh, Chris Evans' brother, Scott Evans, is, like, the main character of this, which is kind of fun, too, uh, my other recommendations were uh, Closet Monster from 2015, uh, which also the horror queers have a, an episode on as well. I really enjoyed their episode on it, and I liked that movie a lot. Um And so there's a queer party in there because the main character is like a teenager who's coming to terms with his sexuality and he goes to like this party and, you know, it's real fun. And then of course I had to put in the Rocky Horror Picture Show because, (laughs) I mean, come on. Of course I would. Uh, But yeah, those are my other recommendations. Then for uh, day three, it was dolls was the prompt. So... I decided to go with Bride of Chucky, which, if you don't already know, Bride of Chucky. Chucky hooks up with another murderous doll, the bridal gown-clad Tiffany, for a Route 66 murder spree with their unwitting hosts. Um, We have a young Catherine Heigl in this. We got Jennifer fucking Tilly, who's just amazing. That's what I say in my note. Um, but yeah, Brad Chucky. It had been a minute since I've watched this. I don't think I really watched it all the way through before. I watched like bits and pieces of it. Uh, but I really liked this. It was a four. Uh, it was a four star movie for me. I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's so many horror nods, and it's very aware of itself. And I mean, just having Jennifer Tilly coming off the heels of like bound which is so good and even something like Sarah House arrest you know uh you, i just think that she's in such good form with this um so that was my you know my personal thing. But, uh, I also had some other recommendations for dolls. So I put the first two Child's Play movies because those are really, really good. So Child's Play from 1988 and Child's Play 2 from 1990. Um, and then also the movie May from 2002 with Angela Bettis in it. Um, so if you've never seen May, May is about this girl named May played by Angela Bettis. who's kind of the socially awkward girl and she has a doll from her childhood. And, um, It's like a Frankenstein story, and shit ensues. Also has Jeremy Sisto from Clueless and 16 Under, and also a young um, and somewhat unknown Anna Faris. I guess she would have been in a scary movie before this, but still, she wasn't a blonde in this movie, from what I remember. Um, And she's really funny in it. She's, like, really silly. Anyway, so then day four was uh, Bad Gay uh, for the prompt, and I decided to go with a little movie called... Uh, the Doom Generation, because it is on Criterion Channel at the moment. Uh, Also, there's three Greg Rocky films that are on there, uh, which I'll talk about a little later. But generally, uh, I decided to go with this because uh, I'd say that one of the characters in it is kind of gay a little bit. Um, If you don't know anything about the Doom Generation, uh, so Jordan White, played by uh, James Duvall, and Amy Blue, played by a young Rose McGowan. Um, Two troubled teens pick up an adolescent drifter, Xavier Red, played by Jonathan Sheck. Um, together, the threesome embark on a sex- and violence-filled journey through a United States of psychos and quickie marts. Uh, so, I, I love me some Gregoraki. He's fun. Um, And we'll talk about him a little bit. But, yeah, I... I I liked this movie a lot. I gave it a four out of five. I thought it was just really good. Uh, Rose McGowan's a fucking icon. No notes. Uh, This movie is just, like, such a weird fucking thing but like it's so specific and I think if you've also watched other Gregoraki movies like this one is kind of his crime drama if you will uh I just thought it was really good uh, my other recommendations were Psycho from 1960 because of course Norman Bates and then also Silence of the Lambs because of Buffalo Bill uh you know take it for what it's whiz but you know uh I thought those would kind of fit the category a little bit so yeah Doom Generation really really good uh, and then now I have a Criterion Channel uh, subscription, and I, I'll keep it around for a little bit. Uh, we'll see how I feel. Anyway, so the Day 5 was historical uh, for the prompt, and so I decided to go with a little movie called Knife Plus Heart from 2018. So this movie is very much a uh, Giallo-inspired uh, horror film. Uh, it's also about gay porn in the 1970s in France. So in the summer of 1979, gay porn producer Anne uh, sets out to film her most ambitious film yet, but her actors are picked off one by one by a mysterious killer. This movie stars um... Vanessa Paradis, if you don't know who that is, she is the, I think now ex-wife of Johnny Depp and the literal mother of Lily Rose Depp, which is kind of fun. Um, and she's French, uh, in general. So she plays uh, on, uh, she plays, um, the producer and Anna or whatever her name is, who's a lesbian. Um, I really like this movie. It's super gay as hell. I love the look of it. It's really good. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to say. I'm not going to go deep into every single one, but you know, I I thought this was fun. This is on Shutter, um, so I decided to go with that. If you're into, and it's also just real gay. You're going to see some some, you know, might see a dick here too. Uh, I think you do, but uh, some butts, you know, things like that. Love when a movie hangs dong for me. Yeah, I just think it's fine. You know, we have a bunch of titties and you know. All that in movies, like, why not throw a little bit of dong in there? Whatever, it's fine. Uh, My other recommendations for historical, though, were The Haunting from 1963 uh, by Robert Wise. I thought that was a really good movie. I watched that a couple months back, and it's historical. I would put that in there. And then also, uh, shout out to my episode of Carnival of Souls with Jackson Cooper, but I decided to also go with Carnival of Souls because I think that's historical as well. I guess I took historical as, like, from back in the day, from a long time ago. So, you know, whatever, it's fine. So, yeah, Knife Plus Heart. Go check it out if you like. Seed of Chucky uh, was the next movie I did for the prompt of Baby. Um, I will get to it in a little bit. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, I went with Seed of Chucky because they were all – all the other Chucky movies were on Tubi. Um, I think they're about to leave now. Anyway, they're going to be gone by the time you hear this probably. Um, but they'll come around again. Uh, so, yeah, I decided to go with that one. Um So, if you don't know what Seed of Chucky is, uh, Chucky and Tiffany are resurrected by their innocent son, Glenn, and hit Hollywood, where a movie depicting the killer doll's murder spree is underway. So, this movie, uh, is it a good movie? Probably not. Uh, do I care? No. Um... I love a good campy movie and this one is so aware of itself and I really enjoyed it personally. I gave it a four out of five. Like I liked how self-aware it was. Um, and I think it, it did a pretty good job. Uh, one of the girls from S club seven is in it who looks a lot like Emma Bunton, uh, from Spice Girls. Uh, it's like her, John Waters is in there real quick. Of course, Jennifer Tilly's back. Like it's just, it's real good. We got our introduction to Glenn Glenda in this movie. So I really liked just see the Chucky person personally um my other recommendations for this would be rosemary's baby from 1968 because that movie is fire and it's so good um it is a little long but you know i like it and then the other one was village of the damned uh, from 1995 which i watched uh almost a year ago at this point um i watched it because it was on amc plus i think or something like that and uh yes that's the one where some of those children have really bad wigs uh but you know whatever it's fine you know God got you. It's all right. But, um, or you could watch the old one, I guess, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, babies, evil babies. Um, also, fun fact about the Village of the Damned. So, Thomas Decker is in that movie. He's a young little baby. Thomas Decker, he actually had his hair, uh, bleached for that. So, he's not wearing a wig. Uh, and then also, if you ever watched, um, the. If you ever watched uh, the Disney Channel original movie, uh, The Color of Friendship, the girl in that, I don't remember her name, uh, the actress's name, but her name's Marnie or Mari in the m- movie or whatever, and she's the white girl from South Africa, that is also one of the little girls in Village of the Damned. So I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Anyway, so yeah. Um, yeah, See to Chucky. If you like a Chucky movie, go check it out. I liked it. Not everyone likes it, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. Anyway, so the next prompt for day seven was Femme Fatale, so you had a bunch to choose from for this. I decided to go with a little movie uh, called The Initiation, which had been, uh, it had been recommended to me from a uh, friend of the show Pickens uh, and uh, I'm so glad I watched it because uh, this is so early 80s I really enjoyed it um, the effects the cheesy music the twists of it all um, so if you don't know uh, the initiation it's an amnesiac uh, sorority member who's been played by a reoccurring nightmare is stalked alongside other co-eds by a killer in a deserted department store where they are um, completing a hazing ritual so it's pretty much the baseline of it but I really liked this. I gave it a four out of five. Um, yeah, if you're into cheesy eighties movies, I, I would definitely, I would go with it. It's so fun. Um, my other recommendations for this would have been 2014, uh, nurse 3d, uh, with Paz de la Huerta and, uh, Katrina Bowden and Corbin blues in it too. Uh, that is a crazy fucking movie. Uh, it was streaming on a Hulu for a minute. Um, oh my God, it's such a fucking weird movie but i love it it's so crazy um and then uh, jennifer's body was the other one i recommended you know because fucking i love that movie it's a great little movie and um you know it's femme fatale for sure but yeah then for day eight i went with uh we went with a uh, pre to mid haze code so we're talking nineteen twenty to 1940s um And I I cheated a little bit on this um, because I didn't really have anything I wanted to particularly watch for it that I hadn't already seen. So I decided to go with a little movie called I Was a Teenage Werewolf from 1957. It's a little bit outside of what it was, but you know what? it was very, it's a very coded movie. It's a very queer coded movie. So I was like, all right, whatever I'll go with that. Um, my other recommendations were the old dark house from 1932 from James whale. And also another James Lowe movie, Frankenstein from 1931, uh, really good. I like both of those movies a lot. But I Was a Teenage Werewolf, if you don't know, it's pretty much a hypnotherapist. Uses a temperamental teenager as a guinea pig for a serum, which transforms him into a vicious werewolf. Uh, This also has uh, Michael Landon, um, who, if you don't know, that's Chris Landon's father. Um, And he's also the dad from Little House on the Prairie. Chris Landon is the one who did um, Freaky. He's done uh, Happy Death Day, uh, all that kind of stuff. He's gay. Horror director. Love it. But yeah, this movie, it's very queer-coded, like, you know, is the boy who's played by Michael Landon, um, is he, like, maybe a little gay, like, you know, like, what's going on here, um, and it's, like, the part of the I was a teenage blank blank kind of a thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to watch that. I had watched Queer for Fear before, and they talked about these kinds of movies, and it was on YouTube, so I was able to find it and made it work for this prompt, um, so then for day nine, um, I decided to go, uh, with the, uh, we went with the prompt of werewolf. And so I decided to go with a little movie called Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed. <laughs> now, uh, yeah. So I recommend the first Ginger Snaps 2 for this, for this particular, obviously, for this particular, um, category. But Ginger Snaps 2 pretty much is about, uh, Bridget, played by Emily Perkins, who is the little girl from, um, it she's the beverly uh but she was in the first movie and bridget is escaped to the confines of bailey downs which is where her and her sister ginger lived in the first movie uh but she's not alone another werewolf is tailing her closely and her sister specter played by Catherine isabel um haunts her and an overdose of monkshood the thing from the first movie that uh the poison that she is uh taking to keep her transformation at bay leads to her to be incarcerated into a rehab clinic for drug addicts where her only friend is a eccentric young girl by the name of ghost who is played by a young tatiana maslani um who is now very known um i don't know what exactly for but she's on a popular tv show i guess anyway but this is her being like a um you know like young 20 something who looks like a teenager. Um, but yeah, so this movie, so ginger snaps, I recommend the first one. And then also I did American werewolf in London too. I think that's a fun movie for werewolf. Um, I I've said in my note, I said, I was like, girl, this movie is actually pretty decent. I think it's a departure from the original movie, and I like the dark tone of it. um There is some funny things in here a little bit, but I do think Ginger Snaps has some like real dark comedy in it. And I think this one leans a little bit more dark. It doesn't have as much comedy in it, uh, but I'm okay with that. um And overall, it's a good time. So this uh, movie, Ginger Snaps, Ginger Snaps 2, and Ginger Snaps 3, which I have not seen uh, are on shutter right now. They, uh, ginger steps two and three just came on there. So I don't know when they're going to be leaving, but you know, get your chance if you want to watch it, I guess. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, go watch ginger steps two If you want to, um, my next prompt was for European. So I decided to go with a little movie that I think I was actually in the middle of watching anyway. But it fit the theme, so I decided to, why not? And so this one was uh, In Fabric from 2018, directed by Peter Strickland. So this movie in particular, um, a haunting ghost story set against the backdrop of a busy winter sale period in a department store following the lives of, following the life of a cursed dress as it passes from person to person with devastating consequences. Um, So yeah, this is... uh, my second foray into Peter Strickland. So uh, my first one was I watched flux gourmet and I was like, man about that movie. If anything, uh, maybe if I watched it again, uh, but this movie I liked, it was a uh, three and a half for me. Uh, oh, my other things, I guess, if you care, uh, were, uh I was a teenage werewolf was three stars and then three and a half stars for ginger saps too. But yeah, in fabric, I gave it a three and a half. Um, I liked it, you know, um, it's my favorite one, I think. I like how off-kilter things are in that movie, and the movie just looks really fantastic as well, um, and we'll talk about another Peter Strickland movie in a minute, but yeah, I I enjoyed myself with this, and it's European, It's it takes place in England, so of course, like, I'm going with it. Um, My other recommendations for this were um, Dream Demon from 1988, which was also on Criterion Channel. Um, You know, I think it's now left, but that is a movie with Gemma Revgrave in it and also Kathleen Wilhoyt from... Dream Demon, uh, well, sorry, uh, from Witchboard, sorry, uh, and then also the voice of Pepper Ann, but she, uh, that movie's fucking crazy, and I actually kind of liked it, that's re- it's a really sapphic movie, too, which is really fun, so, I don't know, lesbians, like, if you don't know about Dream Demon, go, go watch it, you might, you might feel something or two, um, my other one was, uh, Peeping Tom from 1960, so that movie's really fun, um, it's kind of like a predecessor of like the slasher, if you will. Um, kind of like how Psycho was here in the states, uh, Peeping Tom was in the UK, um, and I, I enjoyed myself with that. I watched that a couple months back. It was on Tubi probably a year ago, actually. But yeah, I I liked myself. I liked it, and so uh, so yeah, go go with Peeping Tom as well. But yeah, In Fabric was pretty cool. It was on Showtime, so I decided to go with that. Uh, I just followed up my one Peter Strickland movie with another Peter Strickland movie. Uh, I decided to watch the Duke of Burgundy for day 11, which was for possession. So possession movie, um, so this movie is really beautiful. It's a sapphic movie. So it's about these, uh, I guess if I had to talk about the plot, so day in and day out lovers, Cynthia and Evelyn, uh, enact an elaborate sadomasochistic fantasy as mistress and maid, but as their ritual of domination and submission begin to turn stale, Cynthia yearns for something more conventional while Evelyn tries to push their taboos even further. So it's very sapphic, very lesbian. Um, it's a kink film. Uh, it's just fascinating to watch. Um, I think I still like In Fabric a little bit more, but Duke of Burgundy wasn't bad. Like I also thought it was fine. Um, also, the mannequins in the classroom. So like, uh, so uh, one of these characters is a entomologist, uh, or they study like moths and stuff. And so like, they do these like lectures or whatever, and it's like the you see these scenes where these uh, people are in this lecture and they're lecturing and, the, and there are these students sitting down and some of the people in the student audience or whatever are not people they're mannequins so i just thought that was really funny but yeah my other recommendations for possession movie um would be saint Maud from 2019 uh which is also very gay and very sapphic uh so there's that one, um, and then also The Taking of Deborah Logan from 2014, which again is also kind of gay a little bit, because the daughter in that is a lesbian, played by, um, I do not remember her name, oh dear god, uh, but the the grown daughter of Deborah Logan, she's real good, she plays a, a lesbian character, but she's also, she's in uh, Brooklyn 45, there's a movie called Brooklyn 45 on Shutter right now, and she's in that, so, yeah. Go take a look at uh go take a look at the Haking uh, hey Deborah Logan and also Saint Maud if you want to, but you know, uh the Duke of Burgundy, I think it might still be on Tubi. I watched it on Tubi, so it, go go ahead and take a look. Day 12 was Slasher, uh, so there's plenty you could choose from with this, but uh, I decided to go with a little movie called Hellbent from 2004. Uh, This was actually on YouTube. I found it on there, so I was like, all right, let me go watch it. So Hellbent, if you don't know, it's on Halloween in West Hollywood. Two guys making out in a park are interrupted by a serial killer, and later that night, a group of gay kids decide to visit... um, to the site of the murder uh so it's more than that it's it's about these four uh gay friends who are uh out on the town in west hollywood and they are going to this like fucking parade shit or like some carnival that happens there um and so um and then a killer is trying to kill them all and shit like that um so yeah i mean it's low budget as shit it's terribly 2000s but i did enjoy it i gave it a three it's it was not bad um and it's kind of a quintessential gay slasher i mean it is like the first one really um some other ones I go on with this, so for Slasher, I put Sleepaway Camp, 1983, because uh, Sleepaway Camp is always a good time. So there's that one, and then also I put a little All About Evil on there, uh, which is from 20, uh, 2010. I actually just got the Blu-ray for it uh, from Severin Films. Um, that's on Shutter if you want to watch that as well. And be on the lookout, because you might hear a little something about All About Evil coming up Uh you know, so I'll give you that at least uh, perhaps on this show. You never know. But anyway, so, yeah, I would say with that. Uh, yeah. So hellbent, Fun times uh, for day 13. I decided to um, the prompt was a uh, camp. So, of course, that's like my wheelhouse and I really like it. Um, all about evil could also work on that too, but um, <laughs> I will say, uh, with this one, I decided to go with a little movie called Shaun of the Dead from 2004 because, uh, why not? I actually tried watching that uh, a little bit and I, I don't know, I just kind of, I was tired and I went to bed, but anyway, so then, uh, for shot at a dead though uh but i actually did watch it all the way through this time um and so this movie uh so sean played by simon Pegg, um he lives a supremely uh, supremely uneventful life uh, which revolves around his girlfriend his mother and above all else his local pub so this gentle routine is threatened when the dead return to life and makes strenuous attempts to snack on ordinary londoners um so this was a fun watch. It's a fun take on the sun subgenre. sub genre. Um, I can see why people either love it or hate it though. Um, I'm kind of glad that there's like a happy ending to it. Um, so watch it for yourself and see if you like it or not. Um, like the, the happy ending is like, uh, sean and his girlfriend like uh they survived the zombie apocalypse or whatever but then their friend or his friend nick or whatever uh he's a zombie but they just like keep him in the shed and him and um sean play video games together it's like really cute but um i'm just like all right but it's very campy it's very much taking the piss out of like uh you know zombie movies and stuff like that there's a lot of homages to it so um Again, your mileage may vary depending on how you like it. Some other movies that would fall into this would be Chopping Mall from 1986 with our girl Kelly Maroney um, and Barbara Crampton uh, about Killbots uh, at a mall. And then uh, House from 1977, which is a Japanese movie. Um, and that movie's fucking crazy and ridiculous. And I really liked it. Um, and, yeah, that was on... Um, HBO for a minute, so um, you might still be able to find it there, but yeah, House is really fun, too. I really like that, but yeah. Then we got Day 14, which was body horror. So with this movie, uh, I decided to go with Crimes of the Future from 2022 by David Cronenberg. Um, So... You know, if you don't know what Crimes of the Future is, as the human species adapts to a synthetic uh, environment, the body undergoes new transformations and mutations with um, his partner Caprice. Celebrity performance artist Sal Tenser publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs into avant-garde performances. Tim Lin, played by Kristen Stewart, um, an investigator for the uh, from the National Organ uh registry obsessively tracks their movements uh which is then um when a mysterious group um, is revealed and their mission to use saul's notoriety to shed light on the next phase of human evolution so this is like a kind of not really remake um there's a movie that david cronenberg did back in the 70s uh also Crow Crimes of the future but it's not really like this um and we'll get into another David Cronenberg movie later, but yeah, uh, this one, um, I, I I gave it a two star. I did not care for this movie a whole lot. Uh, my personal opinion. I don't know what I really watched, but I know it wasn't for me. This is my first movie watching a Cronenberg movie. I really don't think I'd watched one like that all the way through. Um, so hopefully, there's better entries, and there are. Um, so yeah, I just was like, nah. So, take it for what it is, I guess. Um, some other recommendations for body horror, though, would be Society from 1989. I will tell you right now, um, if you are a super-duper horror fan, you know what Society is about. And if you're not, please use caution, because that movie's fucking crazy. But it's really great, though. But it's fucking crazy. And From Beyond, from 1986, with Barbara Crampton, and Jeffrey Combs is in there, I think, and also uh, Ken Foray's there, which is fun. If you don't know, Ken Foray, he is the guy, um, well, he's in that movie. He was in Dawn of the Dead, I believe, and he's come up in a few different horror movies, and see also the dad from Keenan and Kel. So, <laughs> love you, Ken Foray and then june 15th came around and which is when i was born and so uh that prompt uh was for 1950s uh so i decided to go with a little movie called house on haunted hill not the uh well obviously it was the original one um from 1959 directed by william castle this movie uh was remade in 1999 but this movie uh frederick Lauren, played by vincent price he's invited five strangers to a party of a lifetime he's offering each one of them ten thousand dollars if they can stay the night in the house uh on haunted hill um but the house is no ordinary house it has a reputation for murder and frederick offers each of them a gun for protection they all arrived in a hearse and will either leave in it ten thousand dollars richer or leaving it dead so yeah uh (laughs) <laughs> I said, this is being watched on my birthday, well, so we'll see how I like it. And I'm happy to report that I enjoyed myself. I did like this movie. I gave it a three and a half. I think, um, yeah, it's super fun. Uh, Vincent Price is always a, a guest to watch. I enjoy him. And so, yeah, I I thought this was great. I, I was sort of watching the remake before, but then I, I, I got tired and fell asleep again. So, you know, it's just it happens to me every so often. But, but yeah, I I went with this, and I was like, "All right, why not? Let's let's uh, let's watch it." And it was it's free on YouTube. You can watch it um, if you're at all a fan of um, reaction channels uh, for movies. Uh, our boy Nick says, "Boo!" Uh, actually, is a um, it might still be on his channel. Um, he was doing public domain movies uh, where you could watch it, watch along with it um that one might be up on his channel um i know he was having some issues with that too but yeah go go take a look it's really easy to find it was on prime i think you can find on youtube like it's a fun little movie to watch some other recommendations for this would be um le diabolique from 1955 really fun black and white french film um that has been very influential in the horror sphere and also godzilla from 1954 Uh, which apparently Pluto's going to have, um, some, some channel where you're going to be able to watch Godzilla movies all the time. So hell yeah. Good old Godzilla. So then uh, day 16 was Vampire. So, of course, you have all the things to watch for Vampire. Uh, So I decided to go with a little movie called Daughters of Darkness uh, from 1971. This movie uh, follows a newlywed couple passing through a vacation resort. Their paths cross with a mysterious, strikingly beautiful countess and her aide. Um, So this movie is very much a lesbian vampire movie. Uh, I didn't really have much to say about it. Uh, I gave it a four. I think it's aesthetically really beautiful. Um, and I mean, the sapphic vibes are all over it. Um, you know, and yeah, it's like very, feels very European obviously. Cause it was shot in Europe, but it's just like, really, it's a fun little take on the vampire story that isn't just your typical male vampire, which I thought was really interesting. Um, of course there were things like that. There were female vampires before that, but I think this one um, did a really interesting job and in it's it's its own thing. So, um yeah, Daughters of Darkness. I watched it with um I think I watched uh the Last Drive-In version of it cuz they did that as well. So if you have Shudder at all, you can watch it on the Last Drive-In. That was kind of fun. Um, Some of the recommendations for Vampire, I would say Let the Right One In from 2008. That movie is so fucking good, and it's such a good vampire story. There's a lot going on there, and I really, really like it. So I don't know about that remake. I haven't watched it, but I've heard bad things. Um, But yeah, the 2008 one is where it's at. And then also Fright Night from 1985. That movie is super fun, and you can find it some places, which is nice. It was on Prime for a minute, um, like a couple months ago, and then I think it might have even been on Tubi before. But yeah, if you haven't watched Fright Night, go watch Fright Night. It's really great. Great vampire movie. Then Day 17, we had Australian, so... You know, why not? Uh, I decided to go with a little movie called Sissy from 2022. Um, This movie is about uh, a girl named Cecilia, uh, who in her youth was known as Sissy. So Cecilia is a successful social media influencer living the dream until she runs into her ex-childhood best friend um, and is invited away on her bachelorette weekend. Um, Suddenly, Sissy finds herself stuck in a remote cabin with her school bully and a taste for revenge. So this movie um, in particular... um, Again, I didn't have much to say about it, I guess. Um, I did like it. I gave it a three and a half. It's on Shutter. Um, it's like a dark comedy type of thing. Um, and it really is trying to say something about, like, you know, just our obsession with social media, how you can be one thing online and be completely different in person. Um You know, kind of lampooning influencers in a way, but I thought it was really interesting and I I did like the movie. I I liked it enough. Uh, So, and it's Australian because everyone has a fucking Australian accent. So, and they watch like the trashy Australian TV and like, you know, all that kind of shit. So yeah I, I, would, I would give it a watch if you're into if you're an Australian movie fan like I am like I, I wanted to go with it so why the hell not um, uh, my other recommendations are um, Wolf Creek from 2005 that one still fucks me up like it's a really good movie so yeah please proceed with caution but Wolf Creek's really good and then also I went with Lake Mungo uh, from 2008 that one's a very well known mockumentary thing going on um, I still think it's pretty good. Um, it's not amazing, but like, I, I do like it for what it is. Um, I, I would maybe put like wake and fright in here a little bit. It's from the seventies. Uh, that is also on shutter, I think. So, you know, I watched that a couple months ago, but, uh, but yeah, I I'm a, I'm a good Australian uh, movie fan. I, I like that kind of stuff. So, you know, I was into this one and why not go with this? The next prompt for day 18 was Paranoia. Um, so I decided to go with a little movie uh, called Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978, which is a remake of this movie from the 50s and then got remade again uh, from body, as Body Snatchers in 1993 uh, with Meg Tilly in it uh, and directed by Abel Ferreira. Um, so Invasion of the Body Snatchers, if you don't know, um, so like... Um, This is, uh, what pretty much happens is that, um... This guy, Matthew Bennell, he starts to notice that several of his friends are complaining um, that their close relatives are in some way different. When questioned later, they seem themselves changed as they deny everything or make lame excuses. As the invaders increase in numbers, they become more open, and Ben-El, um, who is and by now witness an apparent replacement, realizes that he and his friends must escape or suffer the same fate. But who can he trust to help him, and who has already been snatched? So uh, Matthew Bennell, I believe is played by um donald sutherland um who will also come up in another movie a little bit later so Don- donald sutherland you have veronica cartwright jeff goldblum um bunch of people in this movie so you know pretty good uh uh what is her name brooke adams uh yeah it's also a pg movie if i'm not mistaken i don't actually remember if it is but it might be actually if i'm not mistaken um Because there's definitely some titties in this movie, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, how did this happen? Uh, But yeah, I mean, I might be wrong about that, actually. But I feel like it was. Like, I feel like it had PG on it when I was, like, looking at it. Because I watched it on HBO, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's weird. Uh, Anyway, so with this movie in particular... uh, I really, I liked it. I gave it a four out of five. Um, the use of amazing grace in this movie is really good. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you've ever seen this, um, Veronica Cartwright was so shook by this ending (laughs) that she had to go uh, up to space to go fight an alien because this movie did come out right before alien did. So, um, and well, the ending of that, the ending of this movie is very famous, um, that you find out that Matthew himself has become, um, He's been, you know, replaced, so that's a whole fucking thing, but yeah. I also have in my notes that Jeff Goldblum is really handsome, because, God, he is. Oh, we're going to talk about another Jeff Goldblum movie, too, don't worry. Um, and then also, Donald Sutherland's hair is goals to me. I love his curly hair in this movie. Oh, my God, I just wish. I don't know if my texture has it like that, but, uh, that, that yeah, I really like his hair in this movie, so... Um, Some other recommendations for Paranoia, I decided to go with, um, Jacob's Ladder from 1990, um, that's a really good movie, uh, it has Tim Robbins in it, um, I think it's Tim Robbins, um, yeah, Tim, um, Elizabeth Pena, like, it's a really good movie, uh, and then also Disturbed Behavior, which I did an episode on, um, from 1998, because why not, (laughs) um, yeah, Disturbed Behavior, it's kind of a different, um, take on like the stepford wives a little bit but it is paranoia Uh, but also yeah lovely paranoia like fucking the stepford wives from 1975 great um that's really good and then also like the faculty i guess which is kind of like a play on the invasion of the body snatchers from 1998 um so the faculty is really fun too um i guess you could put that in paranoia as well but yeah so then uh for day nineteen, uh it was home invasion. So I decided to go with a little movie called Angst from nineteen eighty-three. Um so this movie is um a killer is released from prison and breaks into the re- a remote home to kill a woman, her handicapped son, and her pretty daughter. Um so this movie I gave it three stars, and um I just put in my notes, I'm not watching this movie ever again. Um It's kind of based off of a a real story of a guy who, like, got out of prison. So this guy gets out of prison and then he just goes and kills these people. And that literally happened in Germany, I believe, because it's set in Germany. So, like, yeah, I just was like, what the fuck? Um, This was on Tubi, so that's where I watched it. And, uh, you know, I I, yeah, I don't want to watch it again. I I really don't. I don't. Um, It's just, like, real fucked up. It's bleak. You know, I, I kind of knew that going in, I think. But, like, I was just like, this is some fucked up shit. So, um, yeah, we'll not be watching this again. Uh, some other recommendations for this movie or for this type of movie. Um, I could do Your Next from 2013, which is a little bit better. I, I do like that movie and I don't hate it. <laughs> um, that one. And then also... Uh, Again, please exercise caution when you watch this movie, but Inside from 2007, uh, it's a home invasion movie, and it's really fucked up. It's a French extremity movie, so it's on the same thing as, like, Martyrs and, like, Trouble Every Day and, like, High Tension a little bit, so, like, you know, your mileage may vary, but Inside's kind of intense, so really good movie i really i do like that movie but it's really fucked up and i don't always want to watch it either so that's another thing anyway we're, we're coming up uh on we're on day 20 right now so we only have about 10 more days uh to go through so on day 20 uh the prompt was homophobic so with this uh i decided to go with the movie uh that is kind of infamous at this point uh but i decided to go with they slash them from 2022 on peacock so if you don't know what this movie is about uh campers at an lgbtq conversion camp uh, endure unsettling psychological techniques while the campsite is stalked by a mysterious killer so this has kevin bacon in it it has anna klumski from um, my girl and veep and other things uh, icon lovely and this movie is, um, yeah. So there's actually some strong actors in this movie, like the uh, the main character of the movie, who is a non-binary person. I thought they did like a perfectly good job. Um, like Carrie Preston's in this movie from like My Best Friend's Wedding and stuff. Like you know, like there are some good actors in this movie, but they're criminally underused, horribly. And then also, I just did not like it. I gave it a one star. I was like, I don't. uh, Yeah, girl, I'm hopping on that train and just saying, like, I didn't really like it that much either. I don't really know what they were going for with this. I also uh, (laughs) there's a part in the movie where they break out into song for the the song Pink's uh, Perfect or whatever. Um, and I like that song, but girl, that was really horrifying. It just came out of nowhere and it, it just doesn't help with the tone of this movie. Cause this tone is like all over the place to me. So I was like, yeah, no, I, I did not like slash slash them. So yeah, I, I just, I'm going to hop on that bandwagon and just say, I didn't like it. Um, cause I didn't, and I don't think it's really worth your, worth your time to be honest. So there's that, uh, the next prompt we have, oh, if you want another movie that's homophobic or other homophobic mo- movies, you do Dress to Kill from 1980, uh, starring Nancy Allen, Michael Caine, if I'm not mistaken, a um, bunch of people in there, um, Angie Dickerson, Dickerson, yeah, Dickerson I believe, uh, yeah, kind of kind of a little, little transphobic if you will, um, and then also Barbarian from 2022, mostly for the Justin Long character, I guess, but you know. Could do that too. Why not? But Barbarian's good, but it, there's a little homophobic there. So, uh, the next prompt is space from, uh, you know, day 21 was space. So I decided to go with a little classic movie called Jason X from, uh, 2001, because, uh, at least at the time of this recording, uh, I don't know how long they're going to be there, but all the Friday movies are on Showtime. So I decided to go watch it. Also, side note, there's also a movie called Fire Island that is on Showtime, and it's like a horror movie from 2023. It apparently has Jonathan Bennett in it. Uh, And girl, I tried watching like 10 minutes of that movie, and um, no, I couldn't do it. So I decided not to do that. But anyway... I just came across that and I tried watching it and I just I couldn't do it. But anyway, so back to Jason X, which is actually a perfectly fun movie. So this is pretty much Jason is whooping people's asses in space in the future. Uh, that's really it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like this movie. I gave it a three and a half. Uh, is this a good? Is this a trash movie? Yes. Is it a camp classic and like masterpiece? Yeah, I think so. Because um, when these horror bitches go into space. Like, uh, you know, come on now. Where is our Freddy in space? Where is Michael Myers in space? Like, just fucking do it, dude. Like, I would be down. Anyway, just go into this knowing that it's not a good movie, but, like, you'll enjoy yourself if you, you know, I don't know, really suspend your disbelief, I guess. Uh, Then we have... uh, Day 22 was the 1970s, so there was plenty to choose from for this. So, I decided to go with a little movie called The Baby from 1973 because I had been meaning to watch it. Um, So, yeah... The movie uh, is about a social worker who has recently lost her husband, investigates the strange Wadsworths family. Um, The Wadsworths um, may not seem all too unusual to hear about them at first, um, consisting of the mother, her two grown daughters, and the diaper-clad, bottle-sucking baby. Um, The problem is that the baby is a 21-year-old person. So so this movie in particular... um, I just say, what the fuck is this movie? Uh, this lives so squarely in the 70s that it is kind of a serve. It's from 1973. Um, some of these outfits are a sleigh. I do like some of these outfits. Jermaine, who's one of the daughters, her hair is amazing and so big. Uh, Scott from Movies The Made Us Gay loves the hair on that girl, which is nice. Ruth Roman, who plays the mother of Baby um is beautiful she kind of looks like liz taylor in a weird way like if you put her side aside like i could see it um and her voice is epic her voice just sounds like really raspy and amazing i love her and i said girl this movie is kind of low-key great i guess it, go ahead and judge see if i care um i don't know like i like the baby like i give it a three and a half uh this movie's fucked up but you know listen because like the whole thing is like yeah the baby is like a 21 year old man who's been literally brought up as like a baby so like it is kind of fucking weird some of the scenes are a little disturbing but like you know but then the ending's really weird too so the ending is like a twist on itself but like you know, that fucking movie is crazy but yeah it's on it's on um it's on shutter so, go fucking watch it. The Baby. It's fun. Um, so, then we have the Day 23, which is Mad Scientist. So, uh, with this movie, I decided to go with a little movie I talked about earlier a little bit. Uh, was The Fly from 1986. This is the other David Cronenberg movie I watched. Uh, with our boy, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, so, when Seth Brundle, played by... Mr. Goldblum. Uh, He makes this huge scientific and technological breakthrough in teleportation. He decided to test it out on himself, and to him, a common housefly manages to get inside the device, and the two become one. Um, I didn't have much to say about it in my notes or anything like that, but I really liked this movie. I gave it a four. Um, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was like so tragic um it's very atmospheric too i mean like you could tell that like seth is somebody who is like very caring like he loves um gina davis's character what is her name veronica like you can um tell that he loves her and everything but it's also like he also seems to be just like lonely a little bit too so you kind of feel that from him um which i just thought was really interesting and then, yeah, I, I just I like the movie a lot. It's very tragic, but it's really, and then his just like the special effects. I could see why people really, uh, you know, clamor for Cronenberg, if you will, um, who's also in Jason X, by the way. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can understand the body horror of it all, um, and the s- practical effects of this were really, really good. So I, I was a fucking fan, um. Other recommendations for this would be like um, 1985's Reanimator, because Herbert West is a mad scientist king. Um, And then Day of the Dead from 1985 as well, which is um, like the third of the dead movies. Uh, So you have Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and then you have Day of the Dead. I think Day of the Dead is really fun. Um, It has. It has um, Lori Carlyly, I think. Um, Cardilly, that's what what her name is, sorry. Um, (laughs) Who is actually uh, Chilly Billy Cardilly uh, from the first movie of Nightmare of Night of the Living Dead. That's his daughter, um, who plays the literal female scientist in Day of the Dead. Um, And yeah, I, I think it's a fun one. Like, you know, and I think it fits the mad scientist kind of vibe. So then day 24 uh, was South America was the prompt. So with this movie, I decided to go with uh, Sarah, uh, the bone woman from 2022, which is on Shutter right now. Um, This movie, uh, Valeria, uh, who is our main character. Her joy at becoming a first-time mother is quickly taken away when she's cursed by a sinister entity. As danger comes closer, she's forced deeper into a chilling world of dark magic that threatens to consume her. This movie is also very gay um, because Valeria, um, our main character, she's like a little um she's kind of an architect. Like she builds like furniture and stuff. Um, and so, but she's also She's a past where she is a queer woman, like, and so she's pretty much like bi, I guess, or whatever, I'm assuming. And so, um, but yeah, so she was like with a woman before, but now she's like with this man who she's a baby with, or she's gonna be having a baby with, and uh, I gave it a three. It didn't like super speak to me because I myself am not a woman. Maybe if you're, I don't know. I can't generalize like that, but like, you know, maybe if you're a female or you've had kids or something like that, maybe it speaks to you differently or, or again, just being a female in general, maybe it speaks to you a little different. Um, very atmospheric, though. I, I did enjoy it. Like, I didn't think it was bad or anything, but it was definitely, uh, yeah. And then also just, like, the foley, like, the sound design of this is, like, really good for that as well. Um, but, yeah, take a look. If you have Shudder, the Bone Woman, you, you Sarah, who Sarah? Yeah. So it's a good one. Um, some other recommendations for this as well would be, um, Aterados uh, terrified from 2017, which is also on shutter. That's a really good movie. Uh, it's creepy as shit. Uh, and then also why not? But like the green inferno from 2013, I will never watch cannibal Holocaust ever again. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it, but the green inferno I, I could go with, um, it's not as graphic to me, I guess, in a weird way. It also has Daryl Sabara on, in it, which is fun. But yeah, the little little boy from Spy Kids and Megan Trainer's husband. Uh, but yeah, I I thought uh, yeah, and Green Inferno does take place in South America, so I thought why the hell not? And speaking of South America, also this would be perfect for this because uh, Day Twenty Five was Bad Lesbian um, is the prompt. I went with a little movie called Good Manners from 2017, which is also a Brazilian movie. So it would work in South America. But uh, anyway, yeah. So Good Manners uh, is a film. It's a little long. It's quite long. But um, it pretty much follows Clara, a lonely nurse from the outskirts of Sao Paulo. Um, She's hired by a mysterious and wealthy woman named Anna as the nanny for her unborn child. Um, The two women develop a strong bond but then clara soon discovers a terrifying secret about the um child and uh this is pretty much a uh secret werewolf movie so you know take with that what you will it is very long it's about two hours and 15 minutes or so like like 210 or something it is on shutter right now so you can watch it if you want to and i will say i did enjoy myself i give it a four um it's not what you expect at all, so go into it knowing you're probably going to get two movies out of this, uh, but yeah, I I kind of liked it personally. I, I did really like it, and um, it's also like kind of a musical, too, sort of. Uh, again, a lot of stuff going on here. I don't think it's for everybody, but uh, it, it was a good time. I, I did like it. Um, Some other recommendations for bad lesbian uh, would be high tension from 2003, which I talked about a little earlier when I was talking about uh, angst, I believe, or whatever, uh, or inside, I think it was. Yeah, I was talking about that. Um, there's that. And then also, uh, yeah, high Tension's fucking crazy. Um, And then also The Descent from 2005, um, because there is a character in there who is a lesbian, and she does some shady shit. So, But The Descent is really good, um, and I really liked it. So, yeah. Go watch The Descent if you haven't already done so. Um, Then we have Day 26, which was aquatic horror. And so I decided to go with a little movie that was on Tubi called Deep Blue Sea from 1999. Uh, so researchers, uh, for the undersea, uh, lab Aquatica have genetically altered the brains of captive sharks to, uh, develop a cure for Alzheimer's disease, but there's an unexpected side effect that these sharks have gotten smarter, faster, and more dangerous after a big storm, um, damages their remote research facility, they must fight for their lives. So this movie has, um... (laughs) Our star of horror, uh, LL Cool J, who was in this movie and in Halloween H2O, made the rounds. He was in BAPS. Um, But, you know, uh, Deep Blue Sea, I gave it a four out of five. I liked this movie a lot. Um, I had never really seen it. And I was like, I I can get into a shark movie. I love me some sharks. Uh, So I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And uh, I I personally enjoyed myself with it. I think I haven't seen the sequels or anything like that, but uh, I I think I'm good. Um, But yeah, I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah, and I would go with Aquatic Horror for sure. Like uh, Deep Blue Sea is right up there. Um, If you don't watch like your basic like, oh, Jaws or something, right? Um, I said in my notes, I was like, that was a nice big explosion. There's a nice big explosion that happens. Uh, That shark was eating bitches up. Loved it, and then also that uh, ending was satisfying as hell because I felt I loved LL Cool J in this movie. I really liked him. Uh, Preach, I think his name was, or something like that. Uh, oh, he's so good. Um, and I was just like, ooh, I don't want him to die, I want him to like live. And spoiler alert, he does live in the end, which is lovely and wonderful. Um, but yeah, some other recommendations for aquatic horror. Uh, I will go with Triangle from 2009 with Melissa George in it. Uh, That movie is great. It's on Tubi, I think. And also, I think it's on Shutter still. Uh, But yeah, go watch Triangle. Triangle's fucking great. And also Piranha 3D from 2010. Um, That's Alexander Aja, who did um, The Hills Have Eyes 2006 and also High Tension from 2003. Um, He made this movie, which is kind of a remake of um, the Joe Dante movie from the 80s uh listen Elizabeth Shue is a cop in it okay and Thing Raims is there for some reason and then Jerry O'Connell's there too uh, Piranha 3D is fucking great it's I love that movie it's so stupid and lovely and, and Adam Scott's there too so you know just just go watch Piranha 3D if you want a good campy stupid stupid time um then we have uh, Day 27, which is Satanic. Um, so I went with a little movie called Fear No Evil from 1981. Um, so this movie in particular, um, Brilliant and Aloof, uh, Teenager Andrew, uh, played by um, Stefan Arngrim, Um He's always the butt of the um, classmate's jokes, um, but little do they know he's actually the demon Lucifer. And as the evil wells up within him, he avenges himself in acts of demonic murder and destruction. But his foe, the archangel Gabriel, Gabriel, um, has assumed the form of an 18-year-old student, Julie. Um, so this movie I became aware of, uh, for in search of darkness three, uh, had a little blurb about this movie, uh, where they talked to Frank, uh, Lagogia, um, who directed it. It was like one of his first features he did. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. (laughs) And it's like a little gay, like there's some, there's some things going on, uh, this movie, uh, actually Stefan Arngram, if you don't know who he is, uh, he's the guy in the movie, obviously, but he's also the older brother of Allison Arngram, who is Nellie from Little House on the Prairie. See, Little House on the Prairie, it comes back, because I talked about MacAlanan before. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, like, he's in it, uh, it's his, uh, that's his little sister, who's Nellie Olson. so, uh, and they look similar, too, which is kind of funny, but anyway. So, yeah, um... This movie I gave like a two and a half. Uh girl, it's a little too long. It's a little bit too long. Um, and the movie's just kind of all over the place, I feel like. But uh, you know, it's satanic. It's Lucifer, it's the devil. So, you know, fucking go with it, dude. But you know. Uh yeah, no. I fear no evil was alright, if anything. It was like it was subpar, if anything, though. I was just like, yeah, okay. Um I just put in my notes that it's a surprise zombie jamboree and it is in fact. So there you go. Um, some other recommendations were, uh, the house of the devil from 2009 by Ty West, um, which has, uh, Greta Gerwig in it. And let me tell you something. I'm a way watch that Barbie movie when it comes out this, um, you know, by the time you're hearing it, it'll be this month. So hell yeah. Uh, but Greta Gerwig's in there. um, And it's, like, real fun. I like House of the Devil. Um, And then also Drag Me to Hell from 2009. Uh, That's a fun one, too. Alison Lohman. um, It's a Sam Raimi movie. Uh, I recently just watched it. I never really seen it before. And I enjoyed myself. I was a fan, goddammit. So, yeah. And then we're going to come... We're closing in on the near the end. Um, So, day 28, the... uh, the prompt was trans uh so you know i decided to go with a little movie that had been on my list for a minute um because it was on h it's on hbo and i decided to go with it and it was a little movie called we're all going to the world's fair so this movie uh is directed by jane um schoenbrunn um who's a trans woman and uh The plot is pretty much reality and fantasy begin to blur when teenager Casey alone in her attic bedroom um, immerses herself in a role playing horror game online. Um, I will say this. uh, I gave this a half a star. Um, I, I, I put in my notes. I said I've seen shorts on YouTube that are better than this. Uh, This is not for me at all. Uh, Maybe I'm just not online like that. I I don't know. I I don't go online like that um, where I'm always on it all the time. I mean, I watch YouTube and stuff and, you know, I mean, I'm on like Instagram for, you know, the podcast and stuff, but like, I'm not like super into the the social media of it all. Like, I I don't know. I, this movie was not for me. I did not really care for it a whole lot. Um, And I just, I just was not. I'm sure Jane Schoenobrun is like a perfectly nice person, but I, I, I couldn't stand this movie. I just was not here for it and I just wasn't into it, but maybe you might be a little different. I don't know, but I, no. Uh, so yeah. Other recommendations I would maybe give, um, that are a little bit more, f- not, I don't know about fun, but you know, uh, that are different, um. It's hard to find this, but I do like the movie Cherry Falls from 2000, uh, um, 2000 um, with Brittany, Brittany Murphy. Um, That's a really good movie. Um, Problematic trans representation in there a little bit, but, you know, all right. And then also, uh, this is what I would recommend. Uh, Angel from 1984. That movie's on uh, Tubi, and it's also on Shudder, and that movie's fucking great. It has... Susan Terrell's there, and then Rory Calhoun's there. Ooh, it's good. Ooh, it's a really good movie. I love Angel. Go watch Angel, please. Um, you'll see what I mean because there's like a um, kind of a, a cross-dressing a trans character, if you will. I guess I don't know. Uh, you know, but there there is some quote-unquote trans representation in there a little bit i think it could be argued um again i, I do think because may is the character who i'm talking about um i think she is kind of trans a little bit you know she's somewhere in there um because it seems like she's a sex worker um you know on the street with with the aforementioned angel so you know i, I think like you know, and for 1984, I think the representation of that and just everything in that movie. There's so much there, but uh, you yeah, know, go watch Angel if you haven't art. Just go watch it. Um, then we have Day 29, uh, which is the 1990s, which is my fucking shit. Um, so I decided to go with a little movie called Buffy the Vampire Slayer from 1992. So we all know it's a uh, Blonde Bouncy Buffy is your typical high school t- cheerleader. But all that changes when a strange man um, informs her that she's been chosen um, t- to kill vampires, pretty much. Uh, this is our other Donald Sutherland movie because he plays um, Merrick uh, in this movie. Chrissy Swanson, uh, you know, a little problematic now. But, you know, she's from Flowers in the Attic. She's in this movie. Like, you know, she had a moment. Uh, now she's just like a weirdo. But anyway, so Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Fucking great. I liked it. I gave it a, three and a half. Um, I do want to actually watch the series. I'm making my way through the first season. So I'm going to keep, you know, trying my best. But, you know yeah i i liked uh i liked buffy it was pretty cool um i liked buffy the vampire side of the movie it was perfectly good some other recommendations i would give uh, i have done episodes on both of these but uh popcorn from 1991 i think that's a fun little movie that's like a kind of forgotten little gem there's kind of a lot going all over the place but overall i think popcorn is kind of fun it is so 90s and then also i would say urban legend from 1998 because that movie is nineties as shit, and uh, I think it's a fun little, fun little movie. Um, again, I'm not like super duper in love with the movie, but I do like it. Um, and Urban Legend gets on there for me. So there you go. And then the movie I just watched uh, today uh, for the last uh, category, which was Love Wins. Um, is I watched a little movie called The Love Witch um, from uh, from 2016. Um, So this movie is about Elaine. um, A beautiful young witch is determined to find a man to love her. In her gothic Victorian apartment, she makes spells and potions and then picks up men and seduces them. However, her spells work too well and she ends up with a string of hapless victims. When she finally meets the man of her dreams, her desperation to be loved will drive her to the brink of insanity or and murder um so i watched this film um it's way too it's like two hours it looks really good it's very beautiful it's pretty much in technicolor it's to simulate these 1960s 1970s movies um, a little bit like the baby in a way i guess like you know that that's a little bit of an yeah it's a little bit of like the the look um they're going for of 60s and 70s so you know, listen, uh, I didn't care for this movie a ton. Uh I gave it a two and a half for me. Um I was not paying that much attention to it. I, I was paying enough attention, but like I just was like, this movie is so fucking long. And like it, I just was like, alright, whatever. I, I don't know. It's I just was not engaged by it personally. Um, so you know, but there's some love in there. She wants love and yeah like why not so (laughs) that is that is the love witch for you um some other recommendations i put for this was i put uh i don't know if i already mentioned it but bound from 1996 uh i put this in there because that is a fucking happy ass ending which i love um and then also i even put the perfection on here from 2018 it's in on netflix um that is a crazy fucking movie but like uh it's a secret rape revenge movie really but um but yeah no i i liked the perfection when i watched it a couple of months back um so i decided to go with that and uh and yeah so those are like my picks so those are 30 movies that i've gone over um so thank you for you know sticking in uh for this but uh in addition to to those movies, I did watch a few other films as well. Um, so, some of those were Adventures of Babysitting from 1987, another Elizabeth Shoe movie. Um, I gave that about a four. Uh, I liked that movie. It's on Disney Plus. The edited version's on Disney Plus. So, um, if you want to see the unedited version, you might have to get that on Blu ray or DVD or something. Uh, but, Adventures of Babysitting, it's kind of a classic. Um, you know, it doesn't, not all of it ages the best now, but like for the most part, it's still a pretty fun movie. And Elizabeth, she was an icon. So love her for that. I also watched Dream Demon uh, from 1988 because it was on Criterion Channel. So I went with that. So again, I already kind of recommended that one, but I did watch it and it was fun. Um, Then I watched, uh, let's see. Oh, I watched I Know What You Did Last Summer. Because I'm doing an episode on it. So I got to you know, um, of course, I watched that one. I give it a four. Uh, I like that movie enough. So, you know, why not? Uh, I also watched, I mentioned earlier about Greg Rocky films because Doom Generation was one of them I watched. But I also watched the other two Greg Rocky films that are on Criterion right now, which is Totally Fucked Up and also Mysterious Skin. I will tell you right here, right now, I love Mysterious Skin so much. I love that movie a lot. Um, So, you know, yeah. Uh, Again, I'm not going over like every single um, (laughs) plot point of these movies that I did watch, but I did watch that one and I really, really liked it. Um, I then watched uh, The Mutilator from 1984, which is also known as Fall Break. Uh, That was a fun little kind of movie. It's like real splatter, uh, kind of slasher, early 80s thing, kind of fun oh i also watched uh one cut of the dead from 2017 which is a japanese movie i really liked that one i gave it a five stars like i really enjoyed that um it's like a a play on um the zombie subgenre but also it's very much about like filmmaking as a whole Uh, i thought it was really good I also watched Night of the Demons um, from 2009, the remake. Uh, That movie is a hot mess and it's on prime, I think. Um, Just know it's not like uh, the original Night of the Demons, which I think is pretty decent. Um, But if you go into it knowing it's a bad movie, you're probably going to have you can have a good time with it. Uh, Monica Kina, she's just all over the place with it. And I'm just kind of into it. I also watched uh, Nope from 2022. I enjoyed myself with this. I thought it was a really good movie. It was very long, unfortunately, but like you know, overall, it's a fucking it's alien movie. It's fucking weird shit. Um, and I liked it. And I, I tend to like me some Jordan Peele films. So I finally decided to watch that. And also watched Nanny from 2022 on Amazon. Um, I thought Anna Diop was great. Uh, It was a pleasant surprise. I really enjoyed her um, and that character. I just thought it was really good. So please, please um, go watch Nanny on Amazon because it was pretty good. I also watched Freaky Friday um, because I needed something. I needed a palate cleanser after watching Angst. So I watched Freaky Friday. Where does this movie get off making me cry? Because that movie did make me cry a little bit. And I really liked it. And anybody who doesn't like it can go, you know, jump off a cliff. I don't care. Like, I I like that movie. and Whatever. It's it's great. Um, Oh, I also watched Evil Dead Rise um, because it's on HBO. So I decided to watch that. Um, And then also I watched Matilda, um, because I'm also doing an episode on that as well. So I watched that as well. And yeah, so those are pretty much the things I watched in June of 2023. So those are the basic things I did. Um, So yeah, um... all in all it was a, a great month uh yeah i watched a bunch of shit so now i have to find other stuff to watch um so i i can always find things i can do um i do plan on i would like to start um doing some buffy so like i am gonna start watching some of the show i would like to a little bit um because you know i'm always just like in the middle of it so maybe that's something i'll do is like if i watch a movie every day or something or like almost every day um maybe i can throw in like i watch a movie and maybe watch an episode of buffy or something and then i can like kind of go through that um i was in the middle of a rewatch of Shit's creek which is always really good but like maybe i'm not going to do that i don't know about that um Because, you know, I always have these, I have, like, different kind of things of, like, I watch Dawson's Creek every so often, and then I watch, like, Schitt's Creek again, or, like, whatever. But maybe I'll just, like, uh, yeah, so maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll watch, like, you know, Buffy uh, in July, maybe start watching a little bit of that so I can kind of get through it. Um, And then we'll just have to see what happens for, you know for uh for this but uh thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this uh episode i know it's kind of a random bonus one but yeah, you know, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to it um if you want to follow this show on instagram you can follow me at cult cinema circle if you want to follow me on twitter it's called cinema circle and if you want to follow my letterbox, um you can follow me at jesse j-e-s-s-e k-r-e-m-p all one word um and that's pretty much the show's uh, page as well so you can follow me all there But uh, thank you so much for taking time to listen and have a great uh, July, everybody.